Hello, and welcome to the Way Family Podcast, episode 52. We've done it for one year now. Whoa. One year. Well, we've already done it for a year, but... Well, let's dance. Yeah. It's so mellow today. <laughs> I just want to chill out. Here we go. <laughs> okay. Welcome to the Way Family Podcast, <laughs> episode 52. We have done it. We have been doing this for a year now. Yep. What do you think? 52 whole episodes. That means that if you've been with us from the beginning, then you have listened to us talk for probably about 60 hours. Yeah, because just until recently, we we talked for a long time. Yeah, like we had a couple episodes that were like an hour and a half. Yeah. That was too long. Too much. But we've learned. I'm proud of us. Yeah. It has been fun, and I think that this topic that we're going to cover today really applies to us and it's something that we've been learning especially through this podcast at least for me yeah um well not for the podcast but for other parts of life yeah it it has been for the podcast and other parts of life for me Mm -hmm. i don't feel like not for the podcast so much for you but the topic that we're going to be covering today is comparison comparing yourself to others Comparing your life to others and just all sorts of comparison. (laughs) Yeah. All sorts of it. Yeah. But before we get into that, of course, let's get into our weeks. Hannah, how was your week? (sighs) My week was good. Uh, Good. Kind of like a tired week, but... Other than that, it was a good week. We got to take Forrest to a movie yesterday. We took him to see the Batman Lego movie. It's his first time ever going to a movie theater, and he lasted 45 minutes, but it was so cute and so fun. It was so much fun. It was. And he was just like in awe of the big TV, and he got his little popcorn and his little pink lemonade and his little meal thing. Well, not meal, but it was like popcorn and the drink and a little fruit snack thingy. But he was just so he was like it was really cute. Like when we were we were both holding his hands walking into the theater and he was like it was already dark and the commercials were starting and he was just like his eyes were so big. He was just like looking. Yeah, and then he sat down and he was just in complete awe yeah like he couldn't even believe a tv could be that big because usually whenever we watch anything with him it's on my ipad like we have a tv but we we usually watch stuff like on the ipad in our room so um yeah it was really really cute and he kept on holding our hands the whole time and i don't know it was just so cute but then he finished his popcorn and then he was like okay let's go home (laughs) he just got antsy but it was also his nap time so it's kind of tricky but it was very fun, and we built the fort yesterday. I'm trying to think of what else happened this week. What else? What happened this week? Uh, we got in a big argument. Oh, yeah. We actually got in a couple. A couple? 
Yeah. Revolving around the same thing. Well, no. Uh, similar. Mm-mm. Root of the problem. The heart of the problem is the problem of the heart. I know, heart. but they were like about different things, though, so I don't really know what you're meaning. <laughs> Do you know what they're about? <laughs> I think most of them revolved around Ow. us not making enough of an effort yeah. or time. Not being or connected. Not being connected. We've, yeah, that's we've like, felt disconnected lately. That's like the root of it, I guess. Yeah. But we talked. we talked it out. Now talk it out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. that I mean, that's just part of life. It's fighting with your husband a little bit. In the moment, it seems like the biggest deal. And afterwards, <laughs> it seems like everyone involved was being an idiot. Yeah, except, okay, I, like, yeah, it sucks that we had three fights this week. That were, like... Three? You're keeping count. I just remember well, was one. was it three? It was, like, two or three. But... I would rather, like, we've had weeks when we don't fight at all because we're just not really talking that much, you know? So I would rather be, like, that fighting about something than just, like, not being connected at all, you know? And we've had those days where we're just, like, both in our own zone, you know? Yeah. So I would rather be fighting than be doing nothing at all. So that's cheesy, but whatever. Well, it is cheesy, but I think it also applies to regular life. Like, I'd rather be growing and experiencing pain than not growing at all and not experiencing pain. Yeah. Even though, like, in the moment, it's, like, seems like, like you said, like, the worst thing ever. And it's, like, such a huge deal. And I can't believe you did that. I can't believe she did that. Blah, blah, blah. It's, I don't know. We learn from it. And we learn and we grow from it and it helps our relationship. Yeah, it does. Helps us learn to communicate better because that's really what it boils down to is communication and what we thought the other one meant by that, you know? Right. But okay, on an unrelated note, another thing, I made an appointment to see a surgeon for my gallbladder. So, so yeah, I don't know if I will, if he'll recommend me to get my gallbladder taken out or... If he'll say that they can do like a stint to like get the stones out or something. But all I know is I had a very, very bad attack last week. And I think it started when we were recording. That was like the start of it. But it got worse and worse and worse. I was literally writhing in pain all night long. It was Until like two o'clock in the morning. No. And then I woke up after that and I couldn't go back to sleep. It was just so bad it hurts so bad it's like worse pain than labor and maybe i'm just not remembering labor correctly but it was so (laughs) bad like i can't even no it wasn't as bad as labor (laughs) i can verify that. yeah okay well it was very very bad like definitely the second worst pain i've ever felt in my life so i have really tried to do all the like diet things and the cleanses and having apple cider vinegar and apple juice and all that but i don't think it's i think i I'm like too far gone. So I, I, I got to see a surgeon, see what he yeah. says. So sorry to all you single people out there that Hannah may or may not have grouped into a collective group. Okay. Yes. Of people who I was not trying to do that. I was a little bit sassy or so I hear from Zach. I'm, I know, I remember what I said. I wasn't like delirious, but I know that I was a little more on edge than usual because I was in pain. 
But I wasn't meaning that all single people are wallowing and all single people want to be married or want to be in a relationship because I don't think that. And I personally know people who are single and they love being single and they don't care about finding a relationship. So I was not meaning that. I was just meaning like if you're a single person who is usually looking at couples and thinking, man, I wish I was in a couple or I was just, you know, if you're wishing that and you're always thinking about that and stuff that maybe on Valentine's Day, just think about something else, try something new. You know, that's what I was meaning. I wasn't meaning if you're single, make sure not to wallow because I'm sure you would be wallowing because I don't think that. So I got a really nice message from somebody telling me that they didn't think it was fair for me to group all the single people in because she was a single person. It was a very like nicely worded message. It was like a really nicely critical message. And I apologize for saying that. That's not what I meant. But thank you for that message. I really appreciate your kindness and you pointing that out. And speaking of messages, we've gotten quite a few emails. Wait, honey, I have to ask you about your week. <laughs> Does it really matter? <laughs> um, I was busy. I worked a lot. <laughs> yeah, um, I worked a lot. Uh, I was really busy. Um, we already talked about the fights and the movie. So yep. that's like the big stuff. <laughs> Yep. It does matter, though. It does. No. Fatherhood and being a husband, a lot of times, it's just a, it's just a ho-hum job. What? It's just a, the, the, it's not the most interesting or glamorous. Or glamorous or yeah. appreciated lifestyle. Same with motherhood and wifehood. But sometimes it's hard. Yeah, it's difficult. Yeah. And I don't want to complain about it because that is pointless. Wait, you're complaining about being a father and a husband? No, about my life in general and oh. how busy I've been and how I worked until midnight and worked oh, probably yeah. like 75, at least 75 hours. No more. Well, I did get overtime, so mm-hmm. it's a bonus. Um, But fatherhood and being a husband and having a career that supports a family as long as you don't find your identity in your career, it all works out because you know who you're working for, who you're supporting, and what you're what you're doing work for, um, and you don't have to find your identity in that. But that's not to say it's fun and exciting every single day to go to work, and I just find so much fulfillment in inspecting pressure sensors and vacuum switches and doing first article inspection reports and maintenance on machines and coordinating with people to fix the fence because the wind blew it over or fixing the roof because the rain in California. It That's boring stuff. It's not stuff that I'm super excited about, but um, I get to spend time with my family, uh, help support them, and we have a place to live, and we're paying off our student loans, and... We made it through another week. Made it through another week. <laughs> That's so. a victory. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, anyways, what I was saying was, speaking of messages, thanks yeah. for killing my transition. Sorry, sorry. I just didn't want you to get left out. 
was, we've gotten quite a few emails lately, and thank you so much to those of you who have sent us emails. It's very encouraging, and it's it's just fun to read them and to see how you listeners are connecting with stuff. And it sounds like a lot of people are pretty far behind, which kind of makes sense because we've been doing this for a year mm-hmm. and it's not like we're paying for advertisements or anything. So yeah. when people finally catch on, it's probably a little bit late and they don't mm-hmm. want to just jump right in. They want to kind of get. Yeah, that's what I always want to do. If I start a new podcast or anything, I always want to start from the beginning. But then at the same time, it's like those people are are listening to us at the very beginning. And that's like, ooh, we were not very good in the beginning. I mean, not like we're very good now, but we're definitely better than we were. So, Well, I doubt that anyone has started at the beginning. It sounds like a lot of people are starting at the wellness series. No. A lot of people said that they were starting from the very beginning, and that's why they're just like, they're taking a while to catch up. Oh, well, thank you. For all of the nice emails, we're slowly getting back to them. As we have mentioned before, we're super, super busy. And and let's stop sometime, saying that. That's an annoying no, thing to it's say. It's an annoying thing to say, but sometime soon, I'm just going to, we're going to get a babysitter. We're going to have another date day. We're going to have another date, a, a whole entire 10 hour long date, and we'll reply to the emails and we'll plan out the next year and guests and things like that. Um, But yeah, we're getting there eventually. And so thank you to those of you who have sent us messages and asking us questions. We'll eventually reply to them. And thank you to the person who sent us a new review. That is so nice. It was very nice. And it made our day. Um, And if you want to leave a review, there is a link in the show notes. Even if it's the main one, we can take it and we will read it. On the next episode. But for now, we (laughs) have one voicemail and one email that I'd like to respond to. I'll play the voicemail now. Hi, Zach and Hannah um, and Forrest. Um, My name is Amber, and I have been a longtime Instagram follower of you guys both, but just started listening to your podcast in the past couple of weeks, and I've just got to say that I really love them. I really appreciate how just real and honest you guys are because, um, you know, with Instagram, it always feels like there's a little bit of distance, but, like, I appreciate you guys' um, just authenticity Aww. on your podcast, <laughs> and I just wanted to leave you a voicemail because I heard some people leaving you guys voicemails. I thought it was really cool. I didn't even know this Google voicemail thing existed, but I thought I would ask you a couple of questions. Um guys are willing to answer but first of all i really would like to know when you guys' friend titus's album is coming out because that's a good question it. i'm gonna text him right um, now i already did oh it's coming out sometime in um the new year so i i'm really looking forward to it i really liked listening to his music when he's been on your podcast so if you guys know anything about that that would be cool and also, I'd love to hear um, some more about what you do, Zach, with your high school um, ministry and stuff, because I work with high schoolers at my own church, and I just think that would be really cool to hear about just some of the things you guys do. Oh. Uh, um, yeah, because you know, they're hard. The high schoolers and stuff, because 
they're wonderful. I love my high schoolers. Sometimes they're kind of hard to reach um, emotionally and spiritually. So, but I really appreciate you guys. Um, keep on doing what you're doing, and um, hopefully, I'll hear not hear from you. That's kind of weird. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Now I just got awkward on the voicemail. <laughs> I've always been bad at bad at leaving voicemail. But it's okay. I am too. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Hopefully, I will hear in your podcast. Wow, thank you, Amber. Thank you. That was thank a you. very sweet voicemail. And I get really awkward on voicemails too. I just keep going. I'm surprised that I'm not more awkward on this podcast because I'm a very awkward person in real life. Well, maybe I, like thirty percent of the time. I'm very I can awkward. ground you. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I'm not awkward around you. So yeah. it's like when I'm leaving a voicemail for somebody else. Oh, I hate talking on the phone and I hate leaving voicemails. It's just like so it's a little stressful for me. But anyways, thank you so much for your message. And we have texted Titus. He said, it's been in production forever, waiting for them to send me printed CDs and should be pretty quick after that. And I said, sweet. Our listeners are asking. And he said, oh, yeah, so sweet. (laughs) (laughs) They're actually probably asking about when your album comes out indirectly. (laughs) Winky face. (laughs) So there you have it. Right from Titus himself. He is waiting on some things and then it will be out. Um, I'm also excited for that too because we have a signed record coming our way because <laughs> we supported him on Kickstarter and in real life. So you know, always in real life and stuff. And what about the questions about the high schoolers? Oh man, that'll have to be a different topic altogether because I feel like high school ministry has changed a lot um, in the past couple years. It's not that the ministry has changed, it's that the high schoolers have changed. And while Solomon says there is nothing new under the sun, I get it totally exactly what you're saying. I love my high schoolers to death, but they suck sometimes. And they're hard they're super hard to connect with. Hannah's like looking at me that was like a little harsh. Oh, don't say that. They don't suck sometimes. They're that is exactly how you and I were when we were in high school. Yes. It's yes. hard to it's hard to connect with them and but think about when you were that age, it was hard for you to want to connect with any adults because it's like, well, I don't know like I don't know this person that well and even if I do, I don't want to share with them like real stuff. I'll talk to them about how school's going, but I don't know, like I'm just trying to exactly. think of it how I was at that age. It's like you don't really want to talk about real stuff at that age. Like you talk about real stuff with your friends maybe. Maybe if you have like good friends, but that's not a guarantee for all the high schoolers. You know what I mean? Right. And I think that that's what's the difference is between high school ministry and college and above ministry is it's a little bit easier for people once they've gone through some of their major um, formative years Mm -hmm. to open up to people. But when they're in their formative years, it's very difficult for them to because they don't know how to navigate the conversation and situation. Yeah. And people always like to be in control and they don't want to, they don't like being vulnerable and open. And, and so. like self-reflecting is not a thing at that age, I feel like. I mean, for the average high schooler, it's like 
You don't really think about like things you might need to work on or like heart issues that you might be having, you know? Well, and if you do a lot of it surface level. Yeah. So, yeah, I get it. That might have to be a different episode. Um, There is a book that I just read called You Are What You Love by James K.A. Smith. And that has a small section on youth ministry that I found to be very, very Interesting. And let me just read a little um, quote from it here. Having reduced Christianity to a message, we create an emotional experience as a gateway to dispensing the message. But this is a sign that we have been given that we have given up on incarnate modes of formation bequeathed to us on the liturgy and the spiritual disciplines. Instead, we have created youth ministry that confuses extroversion with faithfulness. We have effectively communicated to young people that sincerely following Jesus is synonymous with being fired up for Jesus with being excited for Jesus, as if discipleship were synonymous with fostering exuberant, perky, cheerful, hooray-for-Jesus disposition that we might find in a glee club or a pep rally. The result, I would caution, can be disastrous. If we effectively communicate to young people that being a serious follower of Jesus is synonymous with being an extrovert for Jesus, then all of our young people who are simply not wired that way are going to quietly assume that they can't be Christians. If the exuberance of the energetic youth pastor is to be taken as exemplary, then all sorts of young people will mistakenly conclude that they simply can't be Christians. And so the unintended consequence in the name of curating an exciting, entertaining experience to keep young people in the faith, we only end up creating consumers of a Jesus message while disenchanting vast swaths of other youth who simply can't imagine signing up for a Jesus glee club. Hmm. The thing that is interesting and Upon a little bit of self-reflecting, youth pastors typically are extroverts, and they're just like, blah, like crazy, stupid games, dumb stuff, like get fired up for Jesus. And I think that something that the podcast has taught me and something that I've been learning in my real life is people enjoy people who are comfortable in their own skin and don't have to fake it and who are just ordinary, not not crazy, not super out there, people who are just able to be themselves. And I think that yeah. it's been, I've been here for two years and it's, I finally just started connecting to the high schoolers because I think a lot of them want and um, like energetic, super fun guy. And that's just not, it's just not me. Um, and because I haven't faked that and I've been true to who I am and I just have, you know, I'm just me, then I think a, a couple of them have started to open up, um, because they see that honesty and that has been encouraging, but it does take a long time. And I think that that's what's hard about youth ministry is that, it's not like a one to two year thing. It's like a you have to be invested because here's something and this is sidetrack. Sorry, but um, some of my students from like how long ago did we work at Grace Point? I don't know. Five, a long time ago. Five years ago. Five years ago. I've just started to actually connect with them five years ago. And like the the. 
to use five years later. Five years later to use Christian Christianese like the seeds that I sowed five years ago are finally beginning to um grow. And I, I didn't ever know if they were gonna grow or not, but we're just we're called to plant the seeds. We're not responsible for making them grow or making the rain come or them producing fruit or anything like that. We're just called to be faithful. And maybe you will never experience that, and that sucks, but that's just the hard truth of it. Anyways, we got another email. Oh, um, we are taking a long time for this intro. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. We got another email. It is um, from someone I've been talking with on Instagram. Andrew says, I'm wondering if maybe you guys could help me out. I have a friend who I've grown up with for 14 years now. We've been best friends until he was 18 and joined the army. I've saw him a couple times during his service and we talked every now and again. Fast forward now, we live in the same town and even work together. At first we were super happy, but I feel like I've matured and grown and he hasn't. I feel like he's kind of just a dumb person. (laughs) There was another word there. I did blur it out. We have a clean lyrics rating on iTunes, so we have to have clean. That's somebody's name, though, also. Well, yeah. But I really don't know how to handle it, especially with us working together. He always just wants to do dumb things, mostly involving active waste of money. Do I distance myself? I don't feel like talking to him works because he's kind of one of those guys who just claims to be a jerk and seems proud of it. Anyways, I love the podcast. Keep it up. Um, Andrew... I don't want to make a generalization about people in the military. Don't. Don't. Don't go there. Don't go there? No. No. Nothing good can come after that because you're going to make a generalization. <laughs> I would say My yes. entire family is from the military. Okay, but it doesn't have to do with him being in the military, though. This is somebody that you're realizing you're very different from. and You separated for a little bit of time and yeah, you grew. And that's natural. I would say that like that is... I think that's a natural thing to grow... When you're not in the same place, you're going to grow apart. And that's okay if you have come to terms with the fact that you're both in very different places right now. You don't want to act like that. You don't want to be like that. You don't really want to be friends with somebody like that. That's okay. You don't have to be best friends with everyone. And you can distance yourself. I would advise to do that. There like have been a couple of people in my life that I'm like, okay, I just, I'm realizing I'm not going to be very close with you. And that, that is that. I, I'm not going to get any closer to you because I don't want to and I don't think that that's a healthy friendship. So I think it's okay to realize that and say I'm not not necessarily like I don't know, not like make a big deal of it and be like, "Hi, bud, I'm not going to be your friend anymore." Cuz I don't think you need to do that, but just like you were saying, just distance yourself a little bit and wow. What? This is really turning out to be not what I expected. From me? Yeah. Oh, well, that's that's what I would do. I mean, obviously, it's important to be loving. And, you know, if the guy needs help, like, you're not going to leave him on the side of the road. But I don't See, think that you I, have to be best friends with everybody. Right. But this is what I'm going to say. And I did not expect you to say that. You're supposed to be the nice one. You think that's mean? No. I well, th- think about, like, in our think life. That that's dismissive, maybe a little bit. But no, this but, is what I'm going to wait, say. Wait, no, just I have one more thing to add on to that. Okay, hurry. Like, Think about there have been certain instances in our lives when we have realized, well, me, I have realized that like this person is not the person that I thought they were and they're 
like who they are is not somebody that I want to be really close to. So you don't have to keep trying to make yourself close to that person, even when you know that it's like, we're so different. And I don't want to be friends with that person. You know, like you do, you shouldn't force yourself to be friends with somebody because you I feel know, like you should. I know what you're saying. Okay. But you still think it's harsh. I thought that that was like, that's personally. Fair. No, I don't think it's harsh. I think it is fair. And that is where I think that the problem is, is life is not fair. Mm-hmm. And you have personal responsibility and you can't just cut people out of your life because they are difficult. You well, can when you have addressed it. And Andrew, of course, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to myself five years ago because there are people that I cut out of my life because I was being dismissive of them and I didn't address it. And that is the difficult thing. What do you thing. mean? Like you didn't address it to them? Right. I did not oh. address it to them. And so I didn't say, hey, look, I feel like I've grown up and you haven't and you want to do stupid and dumb things. I didn't say that to them. I just distanced myself from them. And here's where I think that hmm. the problem is. You see that they have not grown up or that they are wasting their time or that they're wasting their money or whatever, they may not see that. And so you have a personal responsibility if you're going to cut them out of your life to at least inform them of why that's happening. Well, and especially because you them, were best friends your whole and life. And give them a second chance. See, if you give them a second chance and you e- explain that. to them why and then they still don't, then you still don't connect or there's still a distance or there's still some sort of gap, then there's so much more peace and freedom in ejecting from that relationship. Yeah, I think that this guy Andrew and his friend were a lot closer than the person that I'm thinking of in my life because... I don't I don't really know how to explain it, but I think that since you were best friends for 18 years and then you you guys separated and you went your own ways for a couple years, then I think that maybe yeah, I think that you're right that he should at least have a conversation with him, even though that's going to be a hard conversation. Well, let me use a surface level dumb example in our everyday normal life. We live with okay. roommates, and I am have a higher level of cleanliness than some of them do, including Hannah. <laughs> okay, basically all of them. But I'm more, I'm more, I lean more on your side of things. Well, and I could just choose to um, be frustrated with them and not say anything, or I could deal with the hard conversation and the uncomfortable moments and say exactly what's on my mind. And then maybe regret it later. Or I could always regret not saying anything and then just continue to live in a messy house. I know this and is a, a state dumb, of anger and a state of anger. I mean, this is a <laughs> dumb example, but it is after we had that conversation. I was like, guys, you know what? We've been neglecting some things. We need to be better at this. Can we please do that? I felt like the bad guy and I did not like. I did not like it, and I regretted saying it, but it was better than... But everybody knew, like, that you were right. Yes. 
So no, I don't think that anybody felt like. And at least I expressed how I was feeling. And later someone told me that there were, that they valued that I said what was on my mind. Was it me? No, it wasn't you. (laughs) I said it too, though. Oh, well, good. (laughs) I think that we put off things that are a little difficult because we. Because they're difficult. Because they're difficult. I totally do that. Especially conversations with people. I, besides like with you, I will avoid conflict. At like most costs, but I don't think that's a good thing because then conflict is good because it strengthens and encourages people. And then you are honest and you are, you know, you aren't feeling any underlying feelings of bitterness or, you know, stuff like that. So I guess maybe I'm changing my mind a little bit, but I just I can relate with you, Andrew, because I've had a similar situation, not exactly the same, but I think that since he was your best friend for your whole life, that, yeah, maybe you should have a conversation with him and say, like, is this how you want to be? Now, if it was an acquaintance, I am totally fine with cutting that person out of my life. Yeah. Or just like a mediocre friend. Well, because, like, think about all the people from, like, college that we were friends with that we literally do not talk to anymore just because... We only have a certain amount of time for a certain amount of relationships, you know? And so you naturally keep up with the ones that mean the most to you because that's what happens. And you have to put more work into some than others. But since you do see this guy every day, I mean, I think that's a totally different thing. You're seeing this guy every day. You're best friends for your whole lives. And he's just in a really different spot than you. I think you should have a conversation that's my advice but make sure you know when you confront people you always have to do it in truth with love in truth yeah yeah i i wasn't meaning to sound so harsh i just was saying no i don't think that you're harsh i'm just typically the harsh guy and you're the nice girl i don't think that that was a harsh thing to say though i think that it's just like my experience is like you really you can't be friends with everybody and if there's somebody that you are seeing is very different than what you thought, then it's like, yeah, you don't have to be friends with them. But I do think that Zach is right in saying you have to have a conversation with them first. So you have the responsibility to challenge them and encourage them to grow up. Yeah. Yeah. This could be your time. Like that could be the conversation that like wakes them up a little bit or that brings you guys a lot closer, you know, and then you could have your best friendship back. You never know unless you try. Yeah. All right. On to the main topic. Comparison is the thief of joy. Theodore Roosevelt. Comparison is (laughs) the thief of joy. That's a good quote. (laughs) The end. (laughs) The end of the episode. (laughs) Yes, that is a good quote. No, Hannah and I have noticed this a lot in our lives, especially with the the addition of social media it is easy to compare ourselves and to feel down about our lives and we've mentioned this so many times in so many of our episodes but comparison is a major problem especially in our generation and i think most of it strive it it's kind of built from envy and selfishness and we want to have someone else's life um Well, no, we want portions of other people's lives. We want the highlights of other people's lives. Yeah, there was this video that you watched that we're going to put in the 
in the show notes. We'll put the link there because it was a really, really good video. And it was this comedian talking about comparison and how when you see somebody and you see like, like, let's say they're super skinny, you are like, oh, I wish I was that skinny and that beautiful or something like that. Or you see like, oh, they're married. I wish I was that happy and married or, you know, different things about people that like you could be jealous of or compare your life to. And when you're seeing that, that's the only aspect of their life that you want, because truly you still want like all the benefits of your life. You still want your family and your hobbies and, you know, the stuff that you have, but you just want that person's skinniness or that person's face or that person's marriage, you know, and or money or or money or like job adventures or cool car or travels whatever and you only want that one aspect of them and because you don't want their family (laughs) you want your own family i don't know i thought that was really interesting because it's true there's like small aspects of other people that i look at i'm like oh that would be nice to have but in reality i don't want their life i don't want to be just like them i just because i love my life and i love my all the aspects of my life you know so i don't know i thought that was really interesting yeah. And I think that it's something like I mentioned before that's it's, um it's always existed but now it's magnified in our generation. Yeah, and it's really easy to yeah, especially because of social media and especially because most people are only posting about the the best 1% of their life, you know? And I think that that has helped me just because like I think of what I post and how much I don't post and that's literally what everybody else is doing. You know, I mean, there's some people that post like every detail, but they're only posting the best 1%. Like they're only sharing the the best parts of their life. And so if you can realize that and realize that every person has their own struggles and their own like monotonous, boring parts of their life that they're just not sharing, then you can, I don't know, then it makes it easier to not compare your life so much to other people's, especially on social media. Forrest wants to sing. Okay, Forrest wants to sing. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever a spider can. Spins a web any size, catches thieves just like flies. What's next? Zogo, Adam's Spider Man. Woohoo! Yay, Forrest! That was beautiful. Do you want to sing any other songs? Na 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 na. Batman. Do you want to say anything to our friends? A favorite zombie. My wish, my a stacko. My other sticker. I don't know. I think it got lost. All right. Well, anyways, the problem with comparison is that it doesn't. It stops us from enjoying and appreciating our lives and even the highlights. It makes us dissatisfied with the hard parts of our life, and it makes us dissatisfied with the highlights of our life. Yes, Forrest. Do you compare yourself to others? Yes. And is it difficult? 
Is it hard? <laughs> that was so nice. And we're back. Forrest is down for the night, and a couple hours have passed by. So hopefully we can pick this up where we left it. Are you here, Hannah? Yes. Are you with us? Stop. Yes. <laughs> Comparison is a dangerous game to play because it causes you to be dissatisfied with your life. It breeds jealousy and anger, and it doesn't allow you to have joy. It stops. And I think that that is like, I mean, all of those are bad, like... All of those are bad. But I think that the worst part of that is that it causes you to be dissatisfied with the things that you do have. Because, like, I think about all the amazing, wonderful things in my life. My family, my friends, my business, my faith. Like, all the wonderful, good things that I have. And I could see one thing that I... And I start comparing myself to somebody else... And I completely forget about all of the good things. And I think that's like the worst part because that's like everybody like we we have so much to be thankful for, you know, and it that just it makes me so sad because I know that I do that. And And I do the same thing. Yeah. And there's like little action steps that we could take to stop comparing ourselves to others, especially with social media and things like that. Like I've heard of people unfollowing people because they don't want to compare their lives to someone else's life and they're like oh i'm just so tired of seeing this and it makes me so jealous and angry so i'm just going to unfollow them that's just putting a band-aid on the situation Mm -hmm. and really any tips that we could give on how to stop comparing they would also just be band-aids to the situation and i think you did a good point you didn't even know what i was going to say but you did a good point on hitting my main point, which is comparison is not the problem. Mm -hmm. The problem is a lack of contentness. Contentment. 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 Contentedness. Okay. Just in case anyone thought I was an expert or anything like that, let that be a lesson for you. (laughs) I am a fool. But I do think that comparison is a problem with not being content. It That yeah. is how it shows itself. Mm-hmm. But the heart of the problem is the problem of the heart. And what so does that mean? The heart of the problem mm-hmm. in this instance, comparison. So the center of the problem is the problem of the heart, meaning that you are not content with your life. So you are judging and comparing your life and other people's lives. And I think that that saying is so true for so many different areas of life. And that's just how I try to think of things through that that quote, the heart of the problem is the problem of the heart. Because if we put Band-Aids on and we try to deal with comparing then we're kind of ignoring the root issue, which is mm-hmm. contentment. Being yeah. able to be content with what you have. and No with, matter what you have. Right. So that's like, that's like when you get married and you say, like, 
for richer, for poorer, for better, for worse, for sicker, for what? What's the other one? For st- in sickness and in health. Yeah. It's like it doesn't matter what you have like you are going to love the other person just like being content it doesn't matter if you have a lot or a little it's like that verse when paul talks about um this basically having whether he has a lot or a little he is still thankful right yes (laughs) i don't exactly know what verse i'm talking about but i know there's something about paul and that well you are correct so like even if that, but that's hard too, because it's like when we have like months where we like barely have any money left over after rent, it's really hard to be thankful for that. You know, it's more like we're like grumbly that we barely had any money after rent, you know? Yeah. But I think that there's a, a small difference between thankfulness and contentment. Like you don't have to be thankful that you're sick, but you can mm-hmm. be content when you're In your sick. sickness. Yeah. You know, it's it's a kind of a different mentality. Uh, I don't know. Well, yeah, I guess. Like, you don't have to be thankful for the bad things, but you are content in the bad things. Right. Because you have the good things still. Well, because right? because there is something outside of you or, you know, whatever that is bigger than the current issue or whatever you're lacking. Mm-hmm. And... I think that that contentment is a a character trait that is kind of lost. Yeah, and a lot of people don't focus on that, especially in Western civilization. It's just like try to get as much as you can, and it manifests itself in consumerism. Yes, and among many other things, but that's one of the ways. Well, like when the latest iPhone comes out, everyone is going to be freaking out about the new features that it has. Mm-hmm. And there, a lot of people are going to convince themselves that they need it. And then some people are going to feel bad because they don't have it. And other people do have it. And they're going to compare themselves to others. And they're going to be like, oh, man, I really wish I had the iPhone 8. That's like so many people that we know, though. Oh, and I think myself included a lot of times. Well, no, yours was a gift. But yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. But and then and then your current phone and you can, you know, fill in the blank with and take out phone and put it with whatever. Mm-hmm. Um your current phone is like the value of it goes down in your mind even though it's the same phone that you've been using and you were content with it mm-hmm. before. Now that you are comparing yourself you're no longer content with it but really what the issue is is you're looking to find contentment in material things or a a state of life or um, a a certain ideal that is hard to measure yeah and this is maybe slightly off what we were talking about but when i i remember when i got my new phone like it was I was excited to have a new phone but I didn't really know like the new features or anything and then like I just put in all my information from the old phone so it didn't even seem like a new phone it just seemed like my old phone but I was like so excited to finally be getting upgraded but then I was like this is exactly like my old phone (laughs) yeah and I think that like if we got a nicer car um it'd kind of be the same thing it'd be like oh Okay, this is cool. It has Bluetooth built in. But it carries or... you from point A to point B, and that's like yeah, what matters. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. 
So I think that instead of trying to stop compare ourselves, which, yeah, we we should probably stop doing that. But in order to do that, I think that we should find out how to be content with our lives. Yeah, definitely. I always go through periods of that when I do like my capsule thing and I do tons of simplifying and I that's a good thing about the capsule. Well, there's many good things, but one of the good things about a capsule wardrobe is that you are content with your 30 items or whatever it is because you've picked these items and these are items that you really like and it's nothing that you don't like and it but then it really helps because it's like oh then you see people on instagram buying new clothes from free people or anthropology or there's a new i don't know just stuff like that because i'm always like i always look on free people and when they get a new dress i'm like oh and i want it so bad because they just have really good dresses but that capsule really really helped me to be content with like that that set of 30 clothes even when new dresses came out or new sweaters or whatever you know so yeah and i, I think do that again i think that the the 100 things challenge does the same thing for me because it's like i have exactly what i need i've chosen these 100 things um mm-hmm. yeah but that's all on the material side. I would yeah, like yeah. to talk a little bit more about like for for me at least, one of the things that I compare is like people who seem like they have a fun and adventurous or um, just like an awesome job that they love or things like that. And I'm like, oh, man. Like, or I, what about like qualities that certain people in your life have that you really, really want, admire yeah. and want? Yeah, that too. That's a thing for me, too. See, those qualities you can change, but yeah. um, if you're dissatisfied with your your qualities, then you should probably change it. Don't be content with being a crappy person. No, but I mean, like, there's certain things that come easier to other people. Like, right. certain people are very kind and welcoming, and some people are really naturally funny, or like, stuff like that. That's like, I don't, I'm not naturally like that, or whatever. And it's even like it's easy to get jealous in that way, too, even though it really just started as something you admire about the person, you know. So Uh, here's a real life example of how I have not been content in my life and how it has caused me to compare and become super negative and dissatisfied with my life and just angry and bitter. One of my acquaintances got a job. And I should have been happy for him. But it's a really good job. It's a really good job. It's a really good, low-paying job. But like a really fun, good job. Yeah. And something that I would like, I would have liked to do, or mm, it's not like something I would have applied for even, mm-hmm. but he got it. And I thought to myself like, oh my gosh. Why did he get that? Like, I'm qual- I'm qualified for that. Shoot, I should have applied. I could have gotten that job. That would be awesome. We could move. We'd live in this awesome place. And then I started thinking to myself, like, oh, here I am. I'm just working this stupid job, living in this stupid town, in this stupid house, and nothing is working out. And I just got so negative, and I couldn't be happy for this person getting this job because I was comparing myself to him because I was not content with my life. 
at that point in time. Hmm. And I'm working on it. I think when I take a step back, I am content with my life, but mm-hmm. it is like it's like a continual thing that you have to like check yourself yeah. on. It's like new stuff that like you hear or that you see or something and then it's like then you have to like rein it back in and realize, okay, my life is pretty good. Just calm down a little bit. Yeah. It reminds me of that uh, Jim Carrey quote. He says like, I wish that everyone could be rich and famous so that they could realize that they're is not going to make them happy. Yeah. More cleverly worded than that. Yeah, well, <laughs> maybe just 10% more cleverly worded than that. I want to find it now. Um, I think another problem with comparing yourself and not being content is you, you don't have anything to gain. Like you don't have, it's a, it's a fruitless endeavor. Mm-hmm. All that it does is make you bitter. Or yeah. sad or depressed. It's not going to make your life more like that person's life. Or it's not going to make you... It's not going to change anything for you. Like, if it is something you're like, oh, that person is, like, doing good things with their life and reaching their goals or whatever, and that's what you're jealous about, then you do good things with your life and try to reach your goals. You know, being grumpy about it and just comparing is not going to change anything for the better. And our time is very limited and the more time that we spend comparing ourselves to others or the more time that we spend not being content or learning how to be content with our lives then we're just wasting it. And that's sad. What's the Jim Carrey quote? quote? I think everybody should get rich and famous and do everything they ever dreamed of so they can see that it's not the answer. Oh. 10% more interestingly worded 10% more interestingly worded but yeah that it is a fruitless activity kind of like worrying and many other things that we humans do and there's one last point and that is that it's not going to make your life any better to think about that to think that way it causes resentment and bitterness um it can break up like friendships And if you're comparing yourself to someone else, you're not seeing the whole picture. You're Mm -hmm. comparing parts of their life to your entire life. Mm -hmm. And you might not see all of the hard and negative and difficult and bad stuff that is going on in their life because everyone has their own struggles even like your friends that you might think you know all the hard stuff in their life maybe you don't and maybe you don't know like what they struggle with in their heart or you know stuff like that so even if it's your friends that you feel pretty close to you still might not have the entire picture you know so and you can't trade places with them anyways Mm -hmm. it's not going to happen and you wouldn't want to you know really when it comes down to it you want your life you wouldn't want to You want your life, you want a better version of your life. You Mm -hmm. don't want someone else's life, really. Yeah. Hmm. Well, maybe next week we can talk a little bit more about content, contentness. Contentment. Contentment. Yeah, because it's not like you could say, like, here are some steps to take to becoming more content. Because I don't even know where... Like, what would that even be? We're going to have to think about that. I know, but I'm saying, like you said before, how it's not like, it's not like you could just list some things, but it is, it is definitely a state of mind and 
like you said, it's something that like probably is reoccurring when you're going to have to be working on it, but it's important to work on that, especially in regards to comparing and stuff. Yeah. So are we wrapping this up? We are wrapping this up. It's at 57 minutes. And so I'm, well, I'll probably cut some out because just for time's sake, um, we rambled a lot, but not as much as episode one. Yep. But we were talking about stuff with that question. And I think that that was a good, that was a useful part of it. Yeah, so send us your questions if you have them. We might talk about it on the air, um, and we might not. On the air sounds so dumb. It's it like does. we've got our own radio program. Just say on the next episode. On the next episode. All right, I have um, uh, one recommendation, two recommendations. Number one is candles in the bathroom because poop stinks. Oh, my gosh. And number two is get get yourself some indoor house plants, <laughs> low light, because they plant lady. will purify the <laughs> air and they look pretty. Just do not forget to water them. Or don't forget to give them sunlight. Yeah. I have one and I... Did not let it have sunlight for like the first week that I had it in my custody and it was so droopy and sad. And I was like, Forrest, mama forgot to give it water and give it sunlight. It's sad. And Forrest was like, plant is sad. (laughs) He's like so concerned for it. All right. What are your recommendations? Um, My recommendations are, I recommended Schmidt's deodorant before. It's natural deodorant with no aluminum, which is important because aluminum is has been proven to be linked to breast cancer. So I'm all about the natural deodorant, but Schmitz is a really good brand of it. And they have a sensitive skin, um, like a sensitive skin deodorant. And I really like it because I was getting like weird rash. I might be allergic to something in the regular, the regular um, natural deodorant, but the sensitive skin formula is very nice. And I have the geranium flavor. Flavor? The geranium scent? I hope you're not eating it. No, but I don't know what to call those things. So yes, so that is really good. And my other recommendation, oh, was the show on Netflix called Call the Midwife. And if you do not like, like potentially gross things, involving birth then don't watch it but if you do then i would definitely recommend it it's so good it takes place in i think the early 1900s in england the east end of london and it is just really really good and all the characters are just so lovable and i really love it so yep awesome do you have that joke yes All right. Well, thank you for listening to episode 52. Thank you for sticking with us for a year. We will be back next week with episode 53. Or I guess we could call it season two, episode one. Oh, gosh. That would be stupid. Yeah. Um, But, uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. You're welcome. No. not (laughs) You don't even listen to this. Yes, I do. No, I don't. Hit us with that joke, Han. Okay. What does it take to make an octopus laugh? I do not know. Ten tickles. (laughs) (laughs) Do you get it? Like tickles. Yes, I get it. Tickle, 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 tickle. (laughs) You're welcome. All right. Until next week. We'll talk at you later. Happy trails.